Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to talk about South Africa's agricultural exports, which have shown great resilience in 2022. And this surprised many of us, myself included, uh, and we, since we had all expected to see a notable decline in exports compared to the robust levels of 2021. And in fact, some of you that follow what we write and some of the early segments of this podcast may remember that 2021 was one of the exceptional years in South Africa's agriculture. And in fact, that year, we saw South Africa's agricultural exports amounting to $12.4 billion dollars which was a record export. There was a number of things behind that. For example, we saw robust harvest across a number of crops and fruits, and the commodity prices were also high, and that led to that number of $12.4 billion. And of course, the global demand also was strong for some of the high-value products that we produce. As we move into 2022, we thought that we're not going to be able to achieve those levels. And in fact, this year, we thought that the exports could decline significantly to perhaps maybe levels even below $11 billion. But the numbers we have, which is the data I'm looking at in my screen as I record this podcast, paints quite an optimistic picture. It shows that in the first 11 months of the year, 2022, South Africa's agricultural exports reached $11.9 billion. That's a cumulative figure for those 11 months. And if you take that and you compare it with the same period in 2021, it shows that 2022 is up by 3% from 2021 levels. So this tells us that when the last month data, the December data is released in a few weeks time, we may as well see a new record in South Africa's agricultural exports. We will know that in a few weeks time and I'll probably do a recording that focuses on that once we have uh, that data. And of course, that's when we will go also to the detail of which regions are seeing growth or robust demand and what products led in all of this activity of uh, 2022. But I must say, though, that these numbers that we have, even for the first uh, uh, nine months, they are quite encouraging because there's a number of problems that the sector faced in 2022, as I noted uh, at the start. And I want to run into a couple of these. For example, when we started the year in 2022, uh, there were challenges in the ports, particularly the Cape Town port. And in fact, just after Christmas, I received a couple of phone calls from some of our colleagues that are in the table grape and deciduous fruits industry calling saying hey listen we're experiencing xy challenges in the ports of cape town and there was a lot of discussion between uh the various players my employer the agricultural business chamber transnet and the other role players to ensure that the the activity is smoothened to an extent in the port of cape town and thankfully through all of that uh, good cooperation between Transnet and organized agriculture, we're able to see some bit of an improvement um, in the in the exports activity there. And also in Durban, there were some challenges. If one thinks about uh, the export activity there, particularly with all of the weather uh, uh, challenges that KZN experienced, 
there were massive floods that uh, destroyed parts of the, the the infrastructure in the ports of Durban, which had to be fixed quite quickly. And as that was happening, the season was approaching for exports activity, particularly in uh, uh, citrus. But the colleagues at Transnet were able to work and repair those uh, damages quite swiftly. And of course, there was increased cooperation between organized agriculture to assist in smoothing up all of the logistical challenges. But one of the important things through industry Transnet close cooperation is also communication so that whenever there are hindrances or there are challenges that are faced somewhere in the in the supply chain somebody can be able to make that communication and interventions where possible can be made swiftly to resolve those challenges and i think while our logistics still have their own major challenges we were able to see some minor improvement uh, which led uh, to to this good activity, and I think the credit can be given where it's due. Transnet was helpful, and organized agriculture leaders were very helpful into the, into the, into facilitating um, all of those uh, 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 interventions that were made. And I think now we were able to see that solid activity. The other big challenge that we faced, besides our own domestic uh, logistics, was in the foreign markets that we're exporting to. If you think about, for example, China which absorbs a large volume of our wheat, about 70% of South Africa's wool goes to China. There were challenges there. The Chinese challenges were particularly linked to the foot and mouth disease outbreak in South Africa, which in fact in 2022, it was a major issue because we saw this disease spreading in about six of our nine provinces. We hadn't seen something like that um, in history of South Africa. So it was a major uh, concern. And of course, all of those that are importing livestock product from South Africa, some placed temporary bans, some had strict measures, uh, and all of those things, rightly so, because they have to look out for the biosecurity of their own countries. But on a wool issue, the outbreak was in cattle, not in sheep. So with China closing off exports of South Africa, uh, we saw that, or I saw that as a bit of a, a misstep within the Chinese part, particularly because there was also a protocol agreement between Chinese authority and South African authorities, which outlines how the wool products are going to be handled to ensure the safety before they are exported to China. But of course, then through various interventions from ourselves at the Agricultural Business Chamber, our colleagues at Cape Wool, BKB, and the others in the Department of Agriculture of South Africa, we were able to see those exports resume again um, to China. And in fact, if you look now at the data, South Africa's agricultural exports data, wool is one of those products that is actually up in the list when you, when you look in the later months of the year. In the case of citrus, citrus is one of the important crops when you think about the exports of South Africa. In fact, I must say fruit and not call it crop. It's one of the important ones when you think about the exports of South Africa going to the world. In most years, it's always the lead in value, followed by wine grapes, and you will see maize, and you will see all other fruits on top of that list. Now, that citrus typically goes to the European market, uh, Asia, and the others, but the EU is an important market. Now, at the start of uh, our exports activity last year, EU also changed its uh, regulation and they talked about what they called the false coddling mod. And in fact, if one goes back in these uh, podcasts, you will see where I talked about protectionism. 
uh, where I was explaining this issue. But basically, this was one of the 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 the, the, the issues that. EU raised and saying, look, all of the fruits that is coming from South Africa, we need to put stringent uh, cold treatment requirements um, for them. And in fact, all of the stuff that is coming from Africa, South Africa, Zimbabwe, the kingdom of Swaziland were some of the most affected ones. And these regulations then were saying they are controlling for this uh, quarantine organism, which is false codling moth, while the South African authorities already had means of how to control that. Now, that was conversation between South African authorities, industry, and the EU. They caused uh, uh, major worries. And in fact, it's an unresolved matter that is still being discussed. Now, because of it and because of uh, the EU at the earlier months of the export activity, temporarily restricting certain vessels from offloading until there was intervention and then they were able to offload those goods. We worried that, you know, we may see a big hit into the export markets also in the EU. It was the same story with Russia because Russia is one of the important markets when you think about South African apples, pears and citrus. We thought, you see, we might see a decline in exports going into that market with everything that is going on in the Black Sea, Russia and Ukraine war. But when you look at the data, it shows a promising activity that we were able to access the EU. And there were also some of the products that did uh, and did go to the Black Sea market. And all of this is shown by this uh, solid activity of the exports uh, of citrus. And of course, within the beef exports part in South Africa, if we were to go back to the foot and mouth disease issue that I explained uh, when I was talking about wool, there was a limited exports there because there was all of these bans that were put in place as the other countries tried to control the spread of this foot and mouth disease, which was uh, which is still a major outbreak in South Africa. But of course, South African authorities and industries are tending uh, to that. The other challenge that we had last year uh, was about the size of the crop. For example, if you think about maize, which is one of the most exportable crop, we saw its production fall by 5% um, last year compared to the previous season. And this also meant to us that, you see, we may see actually a decline in maize exports, and this is going to be uh, put a hit on our exports uh, value. But of course, as the numbers show now that we were able to see accelerated um, uh, volumes of exports, even though they are slightly less than the previous year, but the higher commodity prices this year also compensated for that decline in volume. So the activity has been quite great. So all in all, South Africa's agricultural exports have seen robust growth so far in 2022, in fact, the 11 months. And I think that when we get the December data, we will pretty much see the exports even possibly exceeding the 2021 levels, which was the $12.4 billion of record exports. We may reach a fresh record. We will see about that in a few weeks' time. But when you think about the export mix to say what products were leading these exports, you'll see that on top of the list, we have citrus, we have maize, apples, pears, wine, grapes, figs, dates, avocados, nuts, fruit juices, wheat, wool, sugar products. So there's a lot. It's a diverse mixture of a basket and it goes to a range of products. But just a glance on that export, it shows that the African continent remains a major market for South Africa. Roughly 40% of the exports in value terms still go to the African continent. Asia is the biggest or second biggest and followed by the EU, the third. But 
one of the single countries that is actually very important when we think about South African agricultural exports is the United Kingdom. And we still continue to see solid exports going to the UK. And of course, there's a lot that is spread in the Americas and the other regions um, onto that. So ultimately, when the full year data comes, uh, my hope is that we will see that solid activity uh, in agriculture. And all of this, again, I must emphasize this point, is thanks to uh, government, organized agriculture, Transnet for facilitating the logistical issues in South Africa and the government for interacting with some of our key markets like the EU to try to resolve the issues. And I think that's the spirit this year that the South African government should have to go and engage with this market, continuously engage with China, continuously engage with the EU to ensure that we don't lose access into those markets because those are the important for sustaining South Africa's agriculture. And I must make this point for some folks that probably have not been following this podcast to say South Africa's agricultural sector is export oriented, which means that, you know, we are dependent on exports. Uh, if you look about it on a value perspective, we're exporting about half of what we produce in value terms. So exports are an important part. Now, going forward, beyond the markets that we have, we need to focus on expanding our access in China, expanding our access in South Korea, Japan, the US, Vietnam, Taiwan, India. Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Philippines, Bangladesh, those are key markets. They are growing, a good large population, uh, and the products that we should promote there are fruits, wine, beef, and grains. And I think that the DDIC, the Department of Agriculture, DERCOR, should keep these countries on their priority list for South Africa's agriculture and agribusiness export focus. But broadly, an excellent year, which surprised many of us, uh, and I uh, will come back when we have the full year data, which I'm sure will show that we've done even better than uh, the, the speculations that many of us had or even the expectations that I'm having at this moment. Folks, thanks for listening. That's it uh, for the week. My name is Wandi Lesihlobo. I'm an agricultural economist based in Pretoria. You can read more about some of the things that we write I will, uh, in my blog. I'll put the link in the description of this podcast. It's wandilesihlobo.com or the organization that I work for, which is the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa, www.agbiz.co.za. Thank you for listening. Thank you.